everybody, welcome or welcome back to B and B Anime. I am Blue. Brad is here. <laughs> I'm here. Hi, it is it is I. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, today we're going to be covering season two of Masamune Kun's No Revenge. Um, but I'm sure you're so happy about it too. This happy. <laughs> I mean, hey, all right. So hear me out, right? You had a better time with this season, didn't you? Yes. Also, it was harder to watch. <laughs> Did the first season just make it worse? The first season was, because the first season was just kind of bad, it was consumable in a non-secondhand embarrassment way. Because I didn't give a shit. You uh, get me? So, so it was actually good rom-com. Which made it From worse. a perspective of <laughs> it had you cringing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I was watching it back through this time, and I was like, okay, so I was right. This is actually much more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Than the first yeah. season. Now that I'm not on the full nostalgia trip, like watching it with my actual <laughs> podcast mm. brain on, I was like, you know, yeah, this is this is actually like as good as I remembered watching through it the first time. Like this is actually yeah. good. God, the first season was garbage. The first season was really <laughs> bad, and they. Oh, okay. I guess we're jumping straight into the anime this week. We're like. <laughs> All right, we have done a complete 180 to what we've done for the past couple of months. All right, I'm here for it. Um, but genuinely, the first season was... Okay, so we're just going to check on the spoiler chicken hats for the entire time of this episode because... There you go. Because this, <laughs> this is the second season, so obviously there's going to be spoilers from the first season and through this season, so be prepared. Um, but the first season was so... There, there was it was so depressing <laughs> from all of the characters because it didn't leave any of the characters being nice people at the end of the season. And so this season had a heck of a lot of lifting to do to be able to make uh, the viewer actually think that these were decent people because they just were left off like every single one of them was just shit. <laughs> Oh, one one hundred percent agree. Um, so they did a good job of that. They definitely fixed a lot of the issues that I had with the first season, and I don't know whether or not you haven't read the manga, have you? I have not. No, because it's not readily available around me. I want to. Mm. I really want to read the manga. So, for one, I can see if the first season, I get that was just purposefully made that bad, mm -hmm. or if the author just got better at writing mm -hmm. throughout, because it was it's such a stark contrast of. The first season to this one, I mean, for one, animation budget increase, which I would expect that after like a six to seven year difference. Um, but just the overall quality of storytelling just got magnified to an upteenth degree. Mm. So I just was 
it's very off-putting in a way just the stark contrast so i really want to read the manga and just see what the difference is but also there's a continuation engagement arc that i am quite curious to read yeah okay so curiosity is getting the better of me to where i'm quite quite curious yeah no i'm with you i that's that was why i asked is because i'm also curious about the first and second season layouts more so for the fact that the like i said in the first season it was just um character uh discovering the characters storylines to the point where they all at the fun at the final moment of the end of the season all of the characters are just bad people because none of them have yet had their redemption and so like obviously in a storyline you have characters that you like you empathize with then they it's revealed that they've done something bad and then you expect there to be character development and them to turn into a better character, right? Like, that's normal. But it just so happened that all of the characters were going through the same progression at the same time. And then when season one ended, it was at the point where all of these characters had revealed the bad thing that they had done um, or were doing at that time. And so all of the characters at the end of the season, were just not very likable people because none of them had yet had their redemption arc. So going into season two, there's a lot for the for the um, writers to be able to do, to have to do, to redeem every single character in the show, except for one character who is kind of just like the youthful boy that doesn't really have much depth character like he didn't have like we don't know his likes or interests or anything about him really he was just kind of the fresh face in the show and he remained that way all through the second season um like you you throughout the second season it's kind of revealed at the end of the first season that he has a crush on another one of the characters throughout the second season that continues and so you're like rooting for him but you also don't know him enough as a viewer to really give too much of a shit if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah they just have a lot a lot of work to do yeah it's also unfortunate that we didn't get that closure on Mm -hmm. that either yeah like we got closure on so much other shit we also had a lot more shit draped in our lap Mm -hmm. and yet we we didn't get closure on that but i feel like we got closure on pretty much everything else yeah yeah and the show i completely forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) it's gone where did it go oh i love Uh, it i'm here for this i don't well okay different point um Last week we were debating on whether or not this show classifies as a harem. For the first season, I wouldn't have said so. For this season, I feel like it's more like this confirms it into being the harem category. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as the, as soon as that one bit got revealed, I was like, yep, yep. That's, (laughs) oh, Blue and I are going to have a conversation about that because yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so in the first season we were talking about, um, in the episode of the first season, we were talking about how, is it a harem or is it not? Because it was classified as a harem on my enemy list, but I didn't know if it actually counted as a harem because there were two characters that liked um, Masamune, uh, Makabe. But then there was a third character who had um, like asked him out in the beginning, but she didn't really know him. And then when he turned her down, she backed right off again and just became friends. And so it was like, okay, well, it's less of a harem right now and more of just like a love triangle thing until the second season, because that's when it's revealed that um, uh, Yoshino, the person he calls like his master or his trainer in love, um, actually had a crush on him this whole time as well. And that is an, a part of the show that I just didn't like because it was it felt unnecessary to me because I just liked that they were friends. Fair enough. I'm right there with you mm-hmm. on that. It Watching through the first season originally... I slightly had my suspicions because mm-hmm. even though I was still relatively new to anime at that point, you kind of get the warning signs of mm-hmm. like, is this going to be like a, I'm trying to think of a trope name here and I can't quite think of the name of the trope, but I saw the two of them together and I was like, you know, I realize that realistically the story is probably going to fall in regardless of Masamune and Aki falling in love with one another and like that just being the ending of the story. But um, whenever it like the two of them hanging out together, I was like, "Mm, you know, I have a feeling knowing anime rom-coms the way that I kind of barely do at this point. Because I think at that point, I was just watching shitty rom-coms. So it was just tropes upon tropes. Where I was like, this is probably going to turn into something at one point. She's going to be revealed as a secret. And then she never did in the first season. And I was like, guess I was wrong. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And then I get to it in this season, and I was just like, I had all of these memories flood back to me. I was just like, oh, oh, I called that. It was, God, doing this episode last week was rough, considering you hadn't seen it, so I couldn't talk about any of this. <laughs> all I could do is tell you, it's like, no, no, second season's better. Just just trust me, first season's garbage. But just, just give me a chance. Just, just give me a chance. <laughs> I don't steer you wrong. Normally. <laughs> normally. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those moments where I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just... There's a... I don't really... I just didn't find it necessary to the plotline, I guess. Like, it wasn't... I don't think it necessarily detracted from the story, particularly... I just felt like you were, it was just kind of like piling on stuff for the sake of piling it on or putting it in the show because it feels like it's supposed to be there as opposed to actually having written it that way because that's the way it's supposed to be written, if that makes sense. Like, it felt, um, yeah, stereotypical. It felt like a trope. It felt unnecessary. And I mean, it. Go ahead. 
was gonna say it is incredibly tropey mm. and i i will certainly dock it you know a point or so because of that because it's so incredibly unnecessary mm. but at the same time i don't i don't know like it's hard for me to distinguish the difference of like what I would have done differently to fill that airtime mm. other than hmm, hmm, I don't know. I am genuinely at a loss for this because it's I'm conflicted. I'm just I'm very conflicted. Yeah, and I th- I think that's kind of where I sit too with it is like it feels it doesn't feel right, but I don't really know where it would go elsewhere. Because at this point in the show, Aki and Makabe have gotten together and they're officially a couple, but they're still kind of unraveling all of this past and, and having hidden secrets from each other and whether or not they really are on the same page with their feelings. And Yoshino has kind of been orchestrating a lot of it, but also hasn't really because the main way for her to have actually gotten the two of them together would have been for her to come clean, but she didn't want to do that because that would have risked her friendship with Aki. And also she has like a professional relationship with Aki as well as like familiar, but that complicates everything. And so I don't blame her for her worrying about job security, right? Like for keeping that, that a secret. Like I, that she has a lot more on her shoulders than in this season, any other character in the previous season, um, Fujinomiya had her sickness. So she was kind of the character that had the most to lose and the most explainable behavior. Like you could easily explain away her behavior because she is acting more irrationally, more emotionally because of the fact that she has been going through this tumultuous relationship with her health. In this season, Yoshino is the one who is the most vulnerable to consequences throughout the the season. Like, if shit goes wrong, it's her life that's going to be affected more than anybody else's. And so I kind of felt like she had enough on her plate as a character just with that, just revealing her secret, just with, you know, feeling guilty that she's doing this to her friend, also becoming friends with Makabe, with, you know, feeling like she's she's manipulating them and like all of this, but also trying to keep her job. Like, well, I don't think she'd necessarily lose her job, but trying not to get punished from it because it's her family's reputation on the line. Like, I feel like she kind of had enough, you know, just with that. I don't necessarily think that her character needed the extra heaping pile of she actually also likes her best friend slash employer's boyfriend. And I didn't, I don't know that I liked the the aspect of Aki breaking up with him so that Yoshino would have the opportunity to ask him out. Because I get that she was trying to be like, self-sacrificing or whatever to be able to give her friend a chance to go out with him. But also, Makabe at that point 
had, like, she had already established the fact that Makabe at that point actually really liked her and wasn't doing this for revenge anymore, genuinely still liked her. Like, she thought that he might not, that he was still getting revenge, all this kind of stuff, and then she didn't know if he, he was lingering on his emotions or feelings. But at that point, they'd been dating for a while. He'd been doing a lot to make it certain to her that she, he, that she knew that he really liked her. And so then he, she breaks his heart to allow her friend to ask him out when it's clear where he stands. So like his emotions, his feelings, what he wants, fuck them. Like who cares? It was just like, I don't know. It was unnecessary and just put a burden on two characters that didn't need it. I mean, I feel like if anything, the one thing that the story didn't need was the unnecessary, like extra person in the like to turn this into a harem yeah because it it really did extraly overcomplicate things whenever i think i would have much rather have had aki find the notebook with Mm -hmm. his plans of getting revenge and then let that play out a little bit more Mm -hmm. granted i enjoyed how that story played out Mm mm-hmm Because that was incredibly, like, self-sacrificial on her part, like you had discussed earlier. Like, a lot of that was Mm self-sacrificial. And yet, like, I I don't know. I'm conflicted. Because, again, there are things that I would change just because I personally wanted to see them go differently. Yeah. But it doesn't detract from the point of, like, I was still entertained throughout Mm -hmm. Like, this season, much, much more entertaining than the first. Yeah. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. Also, OP, banger. <laughs> yeah, what are the OPs? They are... Please, Please by Ayaka Ohashi. And the ED is Twilight Little Star by Choju. ED was good. Like, it, not great, but it's good. But the, but the OP slaps. Very good. Very, very good. Am I old for saying slaps? Do the kids say something else now? Yeet. Yeet. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yeet is old and slaps is new, but don't ask me. I'm an elder Zuma. <laughs> I am. You're a cusp, aren't you? I am a baby millennial. You're like the babiest of millennial. I think it cuts off, depending on who you ask. But I think, like, the most common uh, theme is 96. Yeah, because so I'm 97. I'm a 95 baby. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a 95 baby. So I'm not quite cusp, but real close. Real close to cusp. Yeah. it's My household is a household of four generations in two generations. Yeah, because my dad is a yeah, boomer. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> my dad's a boomer. My mom's Gen X. My brother's millennial. I'm a Zuma. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And (laughs) there's only like three and a half years between my mom and my dad and two and a half years between me and my brother. It's just, that's where we lied. (laughs) That's just, that's just where we're at. Funny how that works. Yeah. And it's obvious as well. Like generationally, like we have those differences and it's like crazy to think that in those years that there genuinely is like behavioral differences. <laughs> oh. Uh, um but yeah, I uh 
I don't know, okay, I agree that this season is better. This season had a lot of holes um, to fix over and, and to and storylines to mend. There were um there were they did well. They they fixed and patched a lot of it, and I can't think of anything really in the first season that wasn't explained efficiently. I don't necessarily agree with the way that they explained a lot of things in thinking that like it wasn't my kind of storyline, but I think they did a fine job of taking all of the, you know, <laughs> drama of the first season and forming it into a coherent storyline. Um, yeah, I just didn't think what I, what they did with the original was necessary. I think it was enough, and I agree that they could have let Aki really linger on that, finding the notebook with the revenge plans on it, and... Um, confronting Makabe about it and making that more of a thing I feel like that being the pinnacle of the story could have been uh, one way to go with it I I don't know also I didn't really get the the Fujinomiya like you need to break up with the Makabe thing because he doesn't really like you so you need to break up with him thing and then her being like I'm just uh, everyone's gonna say that they hate me but like I'm doing it for the good of them situation I didn't see how that was for the good of them I so here's the thing Mm. with that the better overall fit to have that conversation would have been Kojiro Mm. but Kojiro didn't have that, I guess, emotional investment with everyone for that to have made sense. Mm -hmm. Like, Fujinomiya was the, but I think Fujinomiya was the only one that could have had that conversation Mm -hmm. from a storyline perspective. Mm -hmm. But realistically, like... (laughs) If we were to put these in the bounds of like real world conversations, the person who should have had that conversation should have been Kojiro, having been Masamune's best friend, who should have noticed like just how bad Masamune was hurting and like what he was going through. Yeah. But this is such a bland character, like a perfect cinnamon roll, perfect, perfect cinnamon roll of a character. Just. Mm-hmm so bland whenever it comes to any sort of depth that it just would have been out of pocket to have had that conversation to where it just felt like Fujinomiya was back to some of her old like season one ways. Mm. Like she had a much different heart with how she was going about it this go around, but still it, it felt very off in a way. No, I agree. And I think that's probably my overall issue with the show in its entirety is that the show still feels like it lacks depth. And I don't really get how, considering the fact that the storylines are now complete, that I understand everything that happened and I, I get it, but everything still feels kind of shallow. The characters that I really wanted to see development on, I didn't get enough development in a way that was satisfactory. And I like the characters more than I liked them at the end of the first season now. Like, I un- I get their motives and I understand them more. I don't think of them as just being mean for mean's sake, as it kind of left you off feeling at the end of the first season. But I still don't necessarily think... I don't know. Like, it just feels 
surface level. It feels like this, I guess, mm, I don't know, the story just feels un underdeveloped. Like, like it was the first edit of the story and then they were going to go back to the drawing board and go through it again and, and tweak some things. Because I fully agree that Kojiro should have had a much bigger role in Masamune's life. Like, they're best friends, best guy friends. Like, you could have easily had a whole thing, a whole conversation of Kojiro going to Masamune and being like, hey, so I know that you don't want anything to do romantically with Fujinomi anymore, but, like, I kind of like her. Is it cool if I, like, ask her out? Or you could have even had Masamune going to him and being like, hey, I've seen you, like, I clocked on to the fact that you might like Fujinomiya, like, go for it, mate. Like, what are you doing? Like, and that would have been a great gateway into them, into then Kojiro then going, like, responding back, like, oh, how are things going with Aki? Like, how how are you feeling? How are you doing? And then he'd be like, oh, you know, it's, like, fine. And then it they get talking more and it's and he starts noticing that maybe things aren't as fine as they want. Because I do kind of feel like the person whose feelings were the most neglected through the show ended up being Masamune's. Like, the girls seemed to make so many decisions on his behalf, saying it was for the best of him, without actually listening to anything that he was saying. It was so out of left field with the whole, like, Aki breaking up with him after getting him that closure with his bullies. Yeah. And it all, I about spoiled something that I really shouldn't know, but I had spoiled for me, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Um, Because that's an entirely different anime that we haven't even remotely touched whatsoever. But it was such a very that kind of moment without spoiling anything of it was like are they really trying to swerve us at the end Mm. like whenever that happened like i had an idea of the direction that they were going to take it with yoshino Mm -hmm. i was just like if they do that i swear to all that is holy i'm going to burn this fucker to the ground (laughs) yeah no i'm fully with you it was it because it was like two episodes from the end of the season that they had her break up with him. And by this point, you've seen them go on a lot of dates. You've also seen uh, Masamune kind of relax on his disordered eating, shall we say? Like he, and that's one thing I actually really appreciate the show for, is discussing like, unhealthy or obsessive eating habits and exercise regimes in men because I feel like a lot of the discussions around unhealthy beauty standards are directed towards women. I understand why women's beauty standards have been insane for the longest time but that doesn't mean that there aren't also insane beauty standards for men and this show did tackle that subject in a way that was subtle enough to where it wasn't in your face about it but also direct enough to where it got the point across that what he was doing was unhealthy and it did come from a place of insecurity and trauma um and uh and I think that that's important for for young guys to see that this that you know that there's a balance to you know working out and eating 
you know, sweets. You can do both. You can have have a both in your <laughs> life and it's not going to kill you. But it was so, like, traumatic for him to, like, eat a cream puff that his mom made. Like, it wasn't comfortable experience for him. And then slowly you see him start to, you know, figure out he's not got the pressure of the lie that he's keeping. He's not trying to keep up with this storyline anymore. He finally has a girlfriend that he really likes and and he thinks that everything's working out well. And, you know, he starts like bonding with her over food and they start going out and hanging out more. And as a viewer, you're really excited for them and for him especially to be like, like when um, uh, Fujinomiya comments that he looks a little bit rounder and like, and she means it in a healthy way, but you shouldn't comment on anybody's weight no matter what. I just just don't comment on that. Like, don't. Uh, but she means it in a healthy way. And he responds positively with that. And it's a good moment. And then she breaks up with him. And you're like, well, fuck. Like, for his benefit. Because she thinks that he's better off with somebody else. How is that for his benefit? <laughs> uh, if... If anything, it shows the level of convoluted emotions that teenagers have because I could 100% see this being a fucking actual teenage drama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, teenagers would absolutely do something like that. But, like, also, fuck that. Like, Oh, 100% agree. Like, we here at the podcast stand healthy relationships. Yeah. Fucking communicate, my guy. Like, oh, would you prefer going out with my best friend than me? Because I'm kind of feeling insecure and sad right now because she likes you. And I don't know how to navigate the situation. No, you actually still like me? Great. We'll continue going out and I'll fix my relationship with my friend because I feel guilty. Like, sorry. All of that (laughs) could have been handled with... Oh, no, no, you're one. Most problems, both in life and in anime, can be fixed with fucking communication. That's all it is, is a breakdown of communication. Again, we here at this podcast and healthy relationships, which includes healthy communication. Yeah, and I know that makes for a shitty rom-com, but, like, talk to people, you know? Like, come on! Uh, and it doesn't have to make a shitty rom-com look at uh waltakoi that was great Mm. yeah (laughs) and they were just very adult and blunt about shit sure there were issues that arise that could have been handled with better communication but for the most part that wasn't that big a deal (laughs) yeah i i also really don't like the trope of couples being like on again off again couples like in those instances, if you're hot and cold all the time, just break up. I just, I don't have the energy yep. for you to, like, be like, oh, you can fix it, you can work on it. No, if you haven't, if you are threatening someone with breaking up with them, or you're, like, it's just tiring and exhausting, and I find that as a viewer, I find it exhausting as well. Like, it's not entertainment for me to watch people be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> And yet we're also the same people that sit here and say, you know, you know what they really should do? They should wallow in their misery. We do (laughs) make them sit in the sadness, but no. But like (laughs) I guess it's just I one hundred percent oh no, I one hundred percent get what you're saying. (laughs) I'm just saying coming from us. I know. 
But then that's different because normally when we make them sit in the sadness is because somebody's fucking had their head blown off or something. Like it's it's different to this where I'm like, you're in high school and you kind of like each other. Shut the fuck up. Like I don't care. But again, hormonal teenagers are going to do hormonal teenager things and shit's not going to be anywhere what it should be. <laughs> I mean, true. True. There there were a lot of, like, dating decisions I made in middle school and high school that I wish I could take back. (laughs) I didn't have... I didn't, really. I mean, I was the foreigner to start with. Um, But then, like, the one time... Okay, so there was this one time when I was asked out by the other English kid in school. Um, And I didn't know that that's what was happening (laughs) because (laughs) he had asked another girl to come over and ask me out. I think I still don't really know what happened to this day. Basically what happened is I was sitting outside in recess with my friends hanging out and this girl comes over who I didn't know very much, but she was one of the popular girls. So I like didn't really know her at all. And I've always been nerdy. And she comes over and she says, so-and-so wants to go out with you. Or so-and-so said that they like you. What do you say? Or something along those lines. Like, do you want to go out with this person? It was like, well, no, it wasn't this person asked. It was just, do you want to go out with this person? That's, that's what it was. And so I was like, no, because I didn't know that she was asking for the other person. I didn't know that anything between them and I just, this random girl just asked me and said, do you want to go out with this person? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So then she runs off and I see her run to the person and I'm like, shit. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I've never spoken to him either, but like it, I still feel kind of guilty about it because I definitely laughed and said no. And I don't know whether or not she turned and round and went to him and was like, yeah, she laughed at you. Like, I don't know what she said to him. So, like, I'm like, I was like 12. I I still, I feel so bad because I'm like, I fully laughed. I straight up laughed at him. I didn't know. I Some random person came up to me and told me, like, was like, do you want to go out with them? I was like, no. That's it. She ran off. And then I was like, oh, shit. Didn't speak to him again for years. High school, the first conversation with him. Like, I feel so bad. So by any chance, if English kid from middle school that asked me out one time, if you're listening to this, genuinely had no idea that's what was happening. (laughs) Many, many apologies. (laughs) I'm so sorry if I caused you any childhood trauma. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I had no idea that you were asking me out. Genuinely. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I still think about it at times and I'm like, shit, like, should I just message him and be like, so do you remember this one time? I, I don't know if you remember this, but you did. And I just want to apologize. <laughs> but I feel like that would what? make it worse. <laughs> I was going to say, what a picture-perfect representation of anxiety. Because I do the same shit. I have those thoughts creep in. I was like, I should really apologize to this person for this shit that I did a long time ago. 
was, I was fresh off the boat. It was like, I was like 11 or 12. Like I, I we were the only English kids. That's, I think that was probably what was happening as an adult looking on it. I think it was like, oh my God, you two are English. You should go out. And then he was like, okay, fine. And then she ran over and that's probably what happened. But I didn't get any of the context for that. So, <laughs> if yeah. Anyway, I get it. Kids are idiots. I don't want to watch it in an anime, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And yet, I am compelled to make us watch more because it does good analytics. <laughs> <clears throat> it pleases the algorithm. It does not please you. I guess I'm just, it's one of those things of like, teenage romance is sweet for nostalgic reasons. And I understand the intensity of emotions that the kids are feeling when they're going through all of this. And and a lot of the stuff that they did that I don't agree with can be completely explained by the fact that they're hormonal and they're teenagers and they're just acting with their feelings. They don't really know how to navigate life yet. But I don't see it as being much more than that. Again, it just feels kind of shallow. Like it, it, the content that's there with it doesn't hit my core as much as like a, an adult romance where people are trying to navigate like fucking bills and shit. And then like, they're like, oh, well, plot for an anime that would I would genuinely really like. Two people, one of them is like upper middle class. One of them is working class. They have to try and figure out a relationship and like navigate the fact that like one of them wants to go on rest like to restaurants that are like you know a hundred dollars a bill and the other person's like can we go to mcdonald's like i don't know like and then but they're trying to like keep up appearances voice just decided to just turn into a (laughs) chihuahua for a second that's fine (laughs) um but like trying to keep up appearances feeling embarrassed that they're in different income levels like not like missing different cultural things because they were like I I didn't know like what like all of that meeting friends I feel like that kind of thing I would genuinely like I think it would make a simple enough romance to go with you would have the same level of of conflicts of interest of of like of confusing navigations of an early relationship and the same embarrassment levels of like trying to figure out how you tell someone that you can't afford what they want to afford, but also realizing that you shouldn't have to feel embarrassed about it. And there's that same confusing emotions that you get when you're like a young teenager trying to navigate just life. I feel like that kind of thing would be just as entertaining. And then if you have people that don't wear underwear and panty shots, it's not as bad because they're fucking adults. 100% 100% agree. <laughs> oh, God, that first season was problematic. The first season was, and then the mom in this is still, I mean, couldn't you just give her a, adult clothing? <laughs> I I wholeheartedly agree. But also, I want that anime. Although, there's a part of me that's in my brain that's like, this story sounds familiar. I don't know if it's an anime. I don't know what it's from. Damn. I'm going to have to dig through the vault <laughs> and see what I can come up with. Because for some reason, that description you were giving tickled a part of my brain to where I was like, this sounds very familiar for some reason. 
Yeah, I'd, I've never seen anything like it. It came out of my brain. So if there's something out there that's like it, I would be down to watch. You know, for the month of December, do you want to just change our plans and just fucking do Hallmark movies? That... <laughs> now I've just got like a plot. Like, I'm a baker from the big city and I'm going to open up a small town bakery. <laughs> he's like i've had a secret family recipe for this one cheesecake for 1500 years you're just dating me for my cheesecake recipe no i actually love you it just started out that way (laughs) (laughs) then they meet in a pumpkin patch but then magically from out of nowhere a big time lawyer from same big city shows up and tries to steal her away Big city girl is confused. Country boy wants her back. He realized that he exploded with his emotions. He also has a dog. <laughs> God, I uh, fucking hate Hallmark movies. I love them, but I hate them with a passion. <laughs> They're great if you want good, like, trash TV. Yeah. I got so much rather watch that than reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just dumb. And you can shut your brain off and just absorb. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, we should do Love is Blind Japan. I've seen it. That's an episode idea. I've seen it. You're the one who told me about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Unlike the American version, I say, I don't know. The American version, they may not have. In the Japanese... Oh, that is that spoilers? Probably spoilers. The chicken hats are on. So <laughs> if you don't want Love is Blind spoilers, <laughs> if you don't want Love is Blind spoilers, then just go ahead and click off now. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> but, like, they don't legit, like, register for marriage and shit. Like, in the Love is Blind one um, in the US... I mean, they don't as well, because a lot of them break up before they get to that point. But, like, it, it's, like, a lot more, like marriage you know whereas in japan i guess it's a cultural thing they don't they're like the the show ends up and they do like the reunion thing where they like sit down and interview all of them and then it's like are you still together and they're like yeah we're kind of just like hanging out <laughs> in america they're like yeah we got married and we've got four kids and it's like wow okay <laughs> wow wow yeah um that was uh, yeah yeah uh so the show it's fine <laughs> second season much better than the first it's so still, much better yeah it's not great by any means but this was a much more enjoyable watch like i enjoyed myself the second time through this season did not cringe nearly as much as my you know cohort here <laughs> yeah i uh... I'm just like, but I also know how you are with these things. Yeah. I feel like I'm just trying to desensitize you. I mean, I I'm sorry. One of these days, it'll you'll succeed because I do feel like I watch more of these than I used to. I mean, I I actually physically do watch more of these than I used to, but I feel like I sit through <laughs> more of them as well. You're slowly skipping less and less to when to the point to where whenever I do finally make you sit through domestic girlfriend, you're just going to be so desensitized. Probably won't hate it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Still probably will hate it. I'm still going to be... You know what? I give... Do what? Sorry, I just had one piece of hair that's, like, being weird. Fancy. (laughs) Fancy. The curls... Yeah, I give that show a solid seven. Solid seven? Mainly because of the OP. 
a domestic girlfriend. This show, six. This show, six. I give this show, Brad gives it a six. This season, a six. This. First season added in together. Like, if I had to rank the show as a whole, four. <laughs> but this season, this season alone, six. I, I'm with you. I will give it also a six. I think it's fine, and I think six is a good... Like, if five is... Five and six are, like, your fine, it's acceptable, you can watch it and you'll enjoy yourself. Like, it's it's, it's fine. I just kind of look at it as, like, above average. Yeah. Like, it's good, but it's not great. No. Do I think that you should sit through the first season to get to this season? Honestly, no. There are other animes, other rom-coms out there that are incredible that you will enjoy from the first episode all the way through to the last episode of the last season. This is not one of them. I feel like the characters have become redeemable and they were redeemed throughout the second season. And the animation style improved a lot. The... The characters that I truly started to find myself liking, though, were such small characters that got no character development or depth, despite the fact that they had real potential to, that I couldn't help being <laughs> disappointed by the, that fact at the end of the season, of being like, well, what the fuck happened to them then? Like, they were such a, like, a, a blessing of a character in the first season, and I wanted to see more of them. And then they end up just being, like, unnecessary throughout the entire show. Yeah. Um, which was upsetting because it's not just um, Kojiro as well. I also think that Futaba, the class rep, was also a really good character who um, I just really liked. I liked the fact that she, like, she didn't really know Makabe when she first asked him out. He was just kind of the new kid in school and she got to know him a little bit and then was like, ah, oh, you seem friendly and nice. Do you want to go out? And he's like, no. And she was like, oh, okay, that's kind of fine then. And then, like, just moved on. Just, like, lived her life and just was a nice person consistently, helping everyone where she could, like, just being fun and playful and little clips that you saw of her where she's, like, teasing other guys and hanging out with the girls and stuff. She had such potential to be, like, just a really good friend to everybody. They didn't even really give her that. No, she she really just kind of was her own character, so mm. she didn't get that extra bit of growth. She was a good comedic relief. I will give her that. Mm -hmm. But just as a character in general, no, didn't didn't necessarily add too awful much, unfortunately. Um, I will say, I don't know what it is about animals or animal-shaped things, but the fact that Aki dejected that fucking carrot cook or that rabbit cookie and then masamune burned it i was like fuck yeah i can't believe she fucking didn't i even... was i was didn't look at it didn't know no, and like, he picked it out dude, because he was like oh this reminds me of her like it was such a sweet little thing and then she was like fuck that got my best friend like i <laughs> I remember remember it's a six it's a six it's, it's okay it's a six <laughs> it's just 
stupid. That's the thing that just like I think it, that's it where I'm at. Stupid. It's just stupid. I don't like the show because it's stupid and I don't like it. Oh, see this this is the blue that I missed. The blue that I can get riled up over a stupid rom com. I haven't it's had so this. Dumb. It, oh god, ah. what's it been? Like a year or two since I've managed to drag this out of you? I'm so pleased. I'm so it's, happy. I, I love you. Thank you for putting up with me in the shit. I'm, <laughs> this close this close i swear to god i these characters i could <sighs> too many feelings i want to bite something um <laughs> i don't know you got anything squishy around you that you can bite <laughs> no don't eat the phone behind you please Ouch. <laughs> 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 oh yeah i don't know just it's just, I, I feel like you've said everything. I'm just going to reiterate what I've already said. But like, come on, come on, show. Also, those three sidekick friends that are like we're her bodyguards. Fucking get rid of them. Who were they? <laughs> Leave. Oh, but you see, that's that's the other trope in anime or just fucking teenager show in generals. The popular chick always has to have that stupid posse. I don't understand why that's a fucking trope. But get rid yeah, of that like, trope. <laughs> they don't even really they 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 idolize her so much to the point where they don't actually give a shit about her. Like, yeah, like, oh my god, that's so fetch. <laughs> it really is, but it's like they're not. They just they're uh, they're possessive and weird and and like fans. They're like they're like a, it's like a fandom, and it's I don't they don't supplement the show in any way they're just fucking there and and then they like get in the way in the most inopportune times and that's where i just think it's lazy writing because i'm like you couldn't figure out how to get them in this scenario that you want them in so you just threw in three random chicks to be like we're gonna fucking be her bodyguards and then you have an easy way to get them trapped in a fucking ferris wheel or whatever the fuck you want to manipulate those two characters together it was unnecessary you could have been smarter in your writing to legitimize where they were in that moment to get them to the point that you want them to be using three characters that only show up for convenient plot devices is lazy writing and it's frustrating i agree yeah (laughs) and that's my two cents on that well probably more like five bucks but there we go you know what? It's fine. I got out of this exactly what I wanted to get out of this, and I could not be happier. Yeah. I apologize that it came at your expense. Well, it's okay. I have strawberry matcha. Now I'm jealous. I am both hungry and thirsty. It's a birthday present. I say like you can see it. It's in a thing. My mom got me flavored matcha for my birthday and I forgot to put my matcha upstairs so I just heated up my milk for a matcha latte I steamed it and then I came downstairs and you're gonna fucking anybody who makes drinks is gonna die I then put the matcha in the drink and shook it up like a protein shake I was a professional barista (laughs) alrighty then also I've I have realized I have um I have totally not mailed your gift. I fucked up. I also haven't mailed yours, so hashtag twins. We're as bad <laughs> Look as at each that. Other. 
<laughs> we, Look at we us really being best are. friends. <laughs> Ding. Ding. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. I want to go watch Dress Up Darling now. Yeah. Yeah, I let's go, go watch, watch some rom-com. fucking good anime. Unlike this <laughs> shit. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Speaking of good anime, <gasps> season two has officially been announced for 2024 of Oshinoko, and I am so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my anime of the year. I have missed it so much. I need more. I need more like yesterday. So good. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. That's all I got. What What are we doing next week? Um, I don't fucking know. What are we doing next I, week? I feel like with the backlog, we should probably do um like our end of the year review and end of year shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it's time to knock those out, and then we can do more anime following that. Yeah, I'm down. Unless you just want to do anime and say screw our end of the year stuff, because I don't care one way or another. Um, we can do. Let me see. If we do, maybe we can watch an anime and then do the um, like the wrap up and stats or something, or like we could do awards. I don't know. We could do one or the other. And then try and record two at once because we've used a couple backlogs, so we might as well backlog, backlog if we can do both. I mean, you know me. I'm totally down for a backlog to continue for our backlog that we currently have backlogged. (laughs) I feel like we need some more backlog in our backlog because we haven't backlogged enough. I mean, you know, it's one of those things of, you know, it's just, yeah, need more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think? We can do that. We can make it work. Um, We can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let me know what you vibe with. There will be there will be something after this episode. I cannot guarantee what it is. (laughs) Because I totally forgot that we were still recording. So I was just like, hmm, you know, I don't know what's going on. And then I was like, oh. Red Dot, oh god, still recording. I don't know what we're doing next week, but there will be something out next week, I promise. Ding! <laughs> well, when we figure it out, you will find out because it'll be posted. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Socials, BNB Anime, literally everywhere. Kind of hard to miss. Uh, Blues Lavenders, Brad Carter Gaming, Brad Garen VO, whatever. You can find us, YouTube slash BNB Anime bnbanime.com that's it for plugs love you bye 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 <laughs>